A podcast to equip us to live the best life for ourselves and those we love. Join me as we simplify our thinking to make the impact that we were made to create. Because having the future we want begins with our thoughts and actions today. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today is the second part of taking responsibility and why it's so important for us to take responsibility over our stuff and why it's so important for us to not take responsibility over other people's things and learning, understanding the difference between what belongs to us and what does not belong to us. So I would like to talk to you about what happens when we break the cycle of taking responsibility for others. When we stop taking responsibility for others, we are able to kindly guide those around us to grow up. We stay in our lane and have more time to do what we want to do when this happens. So helping other people know and understand that, hey, we're going to do what we need to do. This is the extent to where I am going to take responsibility for this issue and the rest of it is going to be up to you. Not only for friendships, but also in parenting. I know that I have my 18-year-old son, and I feel like after he turned 18, everything in my mind changed. I thought, well, he is closer to being an adult, and many people would say he is an adult, right? But in my mind, he's still my baby. So I am having to decide uh, what is his responsibility and what is my responsibility. So I'm giving him more and more responsibility because I know that he's capable of handling all of the responsibility and also because I want for him to be a responsible adult. So it's very important for him to know and for us to be able to know and understand what belongs to us and what does not belong to us, right? When we are able to give people things that belong to them, then we are going to be happier because we are not going to be owning other people's stuff. And we are going to worry about the things that we are actually in control over. So when we we get to know ourselves, we are able to grow as people, we are able to say, okay, so today, for example, I did not spend my entire day worrying about someone else's issues. I spend my day working. I spend my day creating. I spend my day doing things that I have control over. And that helps me feel better as a person. So I'm able to say, well, this is how I could have done differently, or this is what could have, uh, you know, happened differently. But I'm able to take ownership of all of it, because I am not dealing with other people's stuff. I'm dealing with my own stuff. And also the stuff that I want to help people with, but I am not doing it with any strings attached. I'm doing it because I want to do it and because it's something that I feel I am doing to serve those around me. And that's great, right? So when we let other people own their stuff, we are able to help others around us trust that our yes is yes and our no is no. Sometimes we say yes to someone knowing in our heart that the answer should be no. And then you end up backing out at the last minute. You should say no when you know that you're not going to be able to do it simply because it helps people to trust your words. Your yes is your yes and your no is your no. I remember when I first got married, I wanted to please my husband in the kitchen. He said to me once, you can cook and I will choose if I eat what you cook or I do not. And I have to say a big shout out to my hubby for showing me this early on in our marriage because his eating isn't 
my responsibility. It's his responsibility. You guys, it's so good to know that I can cook and he can choose not to eat it. And it doesn't mean anything against my cooking. It means that he's just not ready to eat whatever it is that I made, right? And that's great. So it's also important that we understand that it is the way that we interpret what people say. I'm not saying that you should not try to please those that you love. What I am saying is that it is not our job to make anyone else happy. Do not own trying to make other people happy because it rarely works. I take joy in seeing my loved ones feeling loved. And I also know that I am free to make the decision to show them my love in the way that I want to show them my love. When you give yourself permission to not do something you normally come to terms with all of the reasons why you should do it. So if I tell myself parenting is hard, right? I give myself permission to say, you know what? I'm just going to quit being a parent. I'm going to quit. I am no longer going to parent because it's too hard. I realize that once I give myself that permission, then I am able to continue parenting because I'm not going to quit parenting, right? So I'm able to continue parenting coming from a place of love and not from a place of guilt. I am here stuck with these children because I have to parent them. No, I choose to parent my children. I could be a parent that does not parent and that's okay, right? But I am choosing to be here. It is my choice. So I am coming from a place of love, especially as I deal with my children, right? So John Maxwell said that the greatest day in our life is when we take total responsibility for our attitudes. That is the day we truly grow up. So now let's talk about all the reasons to take responsibility for our our own stuff. So when we get to a point where we can identify the things that are ours to deal with, you are free to let go of everything else that is not yours to deal with. Some people take things to the extreme and others to the other extreme. So let me give you an example, right? There is an emotional age. There are young or immature emotional age people. So everything that happens in their life is someone else's fault. That's when you know that the emotional age of this particular person is a young emotional age. And that's okay. People sometimes just need to grow, right? So there's another emotional age, which is a mature emotional age. And that shows that you're able to take responsibility for everything. So what if we find the perfect emotional age, where you only take responsibility for what is truly yours, and not own everything that you really cannot control. Because when you try to do that, as we discussed, it's pure insanity. So if it's all a matter of the heart, right, our yeses, our nos, what we do, what we stop doing, taking responsibility, not taking responsibility, the more mature that we are, the more that we realize that there are things that we can do, things that we can gladly fix, and things that we can gladly help with, right? So when you find that certain thing that is your gift, you are going to gladly give it because you know that this is your gift and you want to be able to bless someone else with whatever your gift is, right? And if that happens, then you are going to leave this world a better place because you are able to take responsibility in the things that matter to you and you're able to bless others with the gifts that you know that God has given you. So you can only do that 
When you begin to recognize what is yours and what is not yours. When we are connected with our feelings about situations and we pay attention, we are able to look into our hearts to better understand ourselves. So let's remember that we can only do this if we are kind to ourselves and we do not judge our thinking. We have been taught to be kind and sometimes our thoughts are unkind. So instead of getting to know ourselves, we begin to judge our thoughts. Let me give you an example. I wake up early so that I can get my daughter ready for kindergarten. She just started this year, right? So I get up early and I think to myself, oh, I am so tired, right? So let's say that that is my thought. I am so tired. Very quickly, I can judge my thoughts and I can say, hmm, I should not be tired, right? Because that being tired means that I am complaining against a gift that God has given me, which is to be a mother to my five-year-old daughter, right? So I can sit here and I can think a thought and then I end up judging my thought. Well, that's not nice. Well, that's not kind. Well, I shouldn't be thinking that. Well, thinking that makes me a bad person. So what would happen if you are truly curious about your heart? Hmm, that's interesting. I'm feeling tired this morning. Hmm, huh. I notice that I'm starting to, ah, I see. So I decided that I was going to, I don't know, watch a show last night or read until too late. And I did not get enough sleep. And now in the morning, when I am getting up, I am choosing to blame my circumstances of having to get up early when I knew before I started reading or before I started watching my show that I was supposed to get up early with my daughter. So whose fault is it really, right? But the only way that I can get there is not by stopping myself with my thoughts, but actually being curious. Hmm, that's interesting. I am feeling like I shouldn't be getting up with my five-year-old today. What's going on in my brain, right? So that is when I am able to approach myself in a more curious way. Let me get to know myself more so that I can use my rational upstairs brain, right? So that I can get to use my brain so that I can get to really think through why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling so that I am empowered to fix it, which is great, right? So I work very hard at listening without judgment because it's a privilege to get to know your heart. It's a privilege to get to know my heart. And it's a privilege to be able to talk to people and to be able to say to people, you know, have you thought about this? Or have you thought about that? And I know that sometimes, and this is my son, right? He has said to me, mom, sometimes I just want you to agree with me. I just want you to like have a pity party with me. And I will, you know, and, and I can tell him, you know, do you want me to like fix this? Or do you No, I just need for you to, you know, just listen, listen and, and not tell me, you know, how I should be feeling or how I shouldn't be feeling. Just listen. And I do. Right. But there are other times when especially when I'm coaching, when people are paying me to listen to them because they really do want to grow. Right. So when I listen, then I want to be as frank as possible with the people that I am coaching because you are not paying me to be your friend. You are paying me because you want to grow. 
you genuinely want to grow. And it is my job to make sure that you see your good and your bad. And not that I'm going to be judging because that's not really what it's about. It's mainly about helping you understand your thoughts and your feelings about the situation so that you know what you have control over, what you can take responsibility over, and what you need to just let go. So your stuff is the only thing that you really have control over. Choose wisely and do not be a paper in the wind because if you do not have a purpose, then you're going to float through life without any true meaning. So let's talk about our thoughts. We need to pay attention to our thoughts. It all begins with your thoughts. How are you feeling about where you are? How are you feeling about the situation? So if you practice gratitude and find the small things that make this life worth living, then you are going to be in the right frame of mind to do everything that you set out to do. Your mind will want to tell you all the reasons you should not do things or you should not feel this way or you should not fill in the blank here. Remember that when you make decisions, you are the ones that have to live with the decisions. Others who are well-meaning will tell you things to do, but only you know what truly works for you. So listen to your heart, listen to your gut and pray. And let me tell you why all of it matters. When we let other people's problems become our problems, we are inviting problems into our life. When we overpromise and then want to back out at the last minute, we are building distrust with those that we care about. So taking responsibility will give us a better understanding of the things that truly matter. Our entire life is a big manifestation of the things that truly matter to us. So it's very important that we pay attention. Asking yourself, what is the final goal and how do we want to get there? How does owning other people's responsibility feel? Really, how does owning other people's responsibility feel? You feel out of control. You feel like a bad friend or a bad parent or a bad, if I could only do more, if I could only do this, if I could only do that. Ask yourself, how does it feel when I take responsibility over other people's actions? Where do you feel it? Why do you insist in taking on the other person's problems as your own? It's very important for us to really have answers to these questions. We need to really understand what the final goal is, how you get there, why we want to take responsibility over other people's actions, how does it feel whenever we take responsibility over other people's actions. And remember, you taking responsibility over other people's actions does not mean that you're going to fix them. It only means that you're creating chaos in your life. So Theodore Roosevelt said, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your troubles, You wouldn't sit for a month because it's you. That's why. And I agree with him. So when we begin to take a step back and ask, why did I agree to begin with? Since I agreed, I need to follow through. This is part of taking responsibility, right? So we leave a mental note as to why you should rethink next time. Say no more often to leave space to do your own thing and create the life that you want to live. This is why goals are so important. When you have a destination, you will develop a map to get there. 
The more you hold on to what you want to accomplish, the less you will be distracted with shiny stuff. Remember, you must take personal responsibility. Jim Ron said, you must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the seasons, or the wind, but you can change yourself. That is something you have charge of. When all you can change is yourself, then you come to terms with everything you cannot change because it will drive you crazy if you try. That's it. I'm done ranting. So lastly, as many of you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, as a life coach, I am able to talk with you about your current thoughts as well as decipher where you are and where you're feeling stuck so that I can help you move forward in the direction that leads you to your goals. Go to whatissimplicity.com and schedule a mini session with me for free. I will upload a podcast every week on Friday. Please leave me a review on iTunes or any platform in which you are listening to me and send this podcast to a friend. And let's do this together. Until next time. Please feel free to send me an email if you have any questions on any of this or if you have a particular topic that you want for me to address in the future. I would be happy to do that at delia at whatissimplicity.com. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next week.